Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside, mostly cloudy, 28 degrees. A little chill in the air feels even cooler than that. Snow is on the way. Let's check in with Heather Kenyon at the National Weather Service this morning. Heather, uh, I know you've got advisories posted. What are we looking at and what's the timing? Yeah, so we have a uh, large storm system approaching the area this morning. Uh, Looks like um, snow is going to enter the southern tier uh, in the next few hours. and It's going to spread northward across the entire western New York region uh, through the morning hours. Uh, it's going to start off as a mainly a widespread light snow for the area, but it could cause some slippery conditions, uh, mainly across the southern tier for the morning commute. Um, then uh, the snow is going to pick up in intensity into the afternoon hours, um, especially across the north towns and into Niagara and Orleans County. Um, some warmer air is going to then get into the system, and actually that snow is going to change over to a wintry mix and then to rain across uh, the southern tier and the south towns uh, this afternoon. So looks like we're going to see kind of a mix of everything uh, through the day today. Uh, across Buffalo and the north towns by the end of the day, how much accumulation are you expecting? Yeah, we're looking at about three to six inches. Uh, mainly that's going to be uh, north of the city of Buffalo. Um, however, we could see uh, two to four inches south of that. And then also uh, could see a little icing uh, with that mi- wintry mix. Um, through the day today, so um, mainly just a uh, glaze to a few hundredths of an inch um, by the end of today. And when is that timing when it fr- goes from snow to that wintry mix and the possible icing? Yeah, so it should be all snow through the morning hours, and then really this afternoon that's going to um, change over to that wintry mix, first starting across the western southern tier uh, early this afternoon, moving northward, um, and then really by late this afternoon, a lot of places are going to be just plain rain, um, except for that northern tier, uh, which like Niagara County, Orleans County, even maybe parts of northern Erie County, uh, could uh, stay snow through the afternoon. All right. Uh, well, we've got a lot to watch out for. Heather, thanks for keeping us up to date. Heather Kenyon, National Weather Service meteorologist. Joining us this morning, snow on the way. And it is a winter weather advisory for all of western New York from 7 this morning until 10 tonight. Buffalo lawmakers reacting to the lack of fluoride in the city's drinking water. 
It was more than a week ago when the Buffalo News revealed the city of Buffalo had ceased putting fluoride in its drinking water system as of 2015. According to the Buffalo Water Board in the initial report, it had stopped adding fluoride to the water, citing, quote, a need for upgrades and ongoing capital improvements to its system, unquote. A couple of days later, Buffalo Water officials announced that fluoride will once again be added to the city's drinking water supply. Despite the response by the Buffalo Water Authority, the news had caught many in the city completely by surprise, including members of the Buffalo Common Council who had started getting calls from a number of concerned residents. I was absolutely stunned, to be quite honest, because all this time we thought that there was fluoride in the water. And even if it was been minimized, um, that's something that should be a public conversation. This water issue is a big one nationally. So any changes to our water, I think, is so important to have public conversation. Um, because you hear that issue, you start wondering about other things. That was Councilman Rashid Wyatt. During Tuesday's brief meeting, it was an item on the agenda from Councilman David Rivera to discuss a letter that he had written to the Buffalo Water Authority regarding the public's concern with the lack of fluoride in the drinking water. There was a clear indication from council members on Tuesday that there had been a breakdown in communication somewhere down the line back in 2015 that let this key piece of information for residents slip through the cracks. Councilman Rivera believes that any message about important changes to matters such as the city's drinking water needs to be communicated in such a way that everyone can understand what's going on. It can't be something that's hidden in a paragraph at the very end. It has to be something that people are aware of. We got calls from residents, both parents and grandparents and just people at large concerned about not having fluoride in their water. And as a result of that, we're asking what other additives are not in the system that should be in the system. More reaction from Common Council members on the fluoride situation in Buffalo's drinking water is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton thinks New York State not just pushing for your home to be all electric, but your car too, starting in 2035. Current state regulations call for all new passenger cars, pickup trucks, SUVs to be zero emissions by that 2035 date. All new cars sold. WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us the auto show getting ready for just that. We are going to have a massive focus on energy vehicles. Paul Stasiak of the Niagara Frontier Automobile Dealers Association. We recognize that this this is something that uh, will be forthcoming. Our dealers want to clearly send a message that they are all in, all in on EV, uh, all in for doing what we can to be environmentally friendly, but more important, satisfying the consumer uh, demand for, for, for vehicles that will be very uh, road ready. He says dealers are getting prepared for EVs, but they have to wait for the automakers to supply them. Stasiak says there is one surprise about EVs. I got to tell you, one thing that surprised many of us, the um, the truck of the year, uh, this year has been designated, and it's an e-vehicle. It was the Ford Lightning, which really surprised a lot of us for such a new entry. So the, the e-vehicle uh, made a truck of the year in only a couple short years. Stasiak says the auto show will be an educational process about EVs. Find out more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thanks. Automakers must sell 68% of sales by 2030 as EVs or plug-ins. And by 2035, can sell no more than 20% of models as plug-in hybrids. A new group in Washington expanding its membership, former Vice President Mike Pence, now the latest top U.S. elected official 
to discover classified documents in his home. Last night, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy insisted the Biden case is different from the others because Biden's records date back to his time as a senator. I do not understand how a U.S. senator can take a classified document out of a skiff if they're not stuffing it in their pants or somewhere else. I'm just not sure of that. Experts say it's too early to say if a special counsel will be appointed to oversee the Pence documents. But big picture, this is setting off alarm bells here in Washington about whether protocols are being followed. Interesting. We'll be taking a broader look at this with Luke Barr coming up at 7 o'clock this morning. Democratic lawmakers in California say they're about to get to work on tougher gun laws after four days and three mass shootings in their state. The recent mass shootings here have Governor Gavin Newsom and other Democratic political leaders calling for tougher gun laws in California, even though the sheriff in L.A. County said the toughest gun laws in the country didn't stop that mass shooting. Assemblymember Phil Ting says they're about to get to work. To really think about what else we can do to further protect the community here in Half Moon Bay, but really every single one of our communities up and down the state. Government figures show California has one of the lowest gun death rates in the U.S. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. All right, 509 on WBEN and a nice night once again for the Sabres. Getting out to a hot start in St. Louis. Banking off the wall, that's intercepted. Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner working in. Here's Tuck carrying it in. Drops it back. Tate Thompson scores! Tage Thompson comes back to St. Louis where it all started and a lovely finish puts Buffalo up 4 to nothing right, early four in the to second period with that goal. But they needed to hang on. St. Louis got 3 goals back. Ukapekalukinen shut the door at the end of the game. Sabres end up beating the Blues 5 to 3. It's the team's fourth straight win. Right now, if you look at the playoff picture, they sit 3 points out of the last playoff spot with 3 games at hand. On Washington, so it's uh, really not far away. They're right there, Buffalo in Winnipeg tomorrow night. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Snow likely through early this afternoon, then that snow will mix with some rain and sleet later on today with temperatures in the mid-30s. A wintry mix changing to rain and then back to snow overnight with overnight lows in the upper 20s. Scattered snow showers on Thursday with highs near 30. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Kowski. David Rivera, Niagara District Councilman in Buffalo, joining us this morning on WBEN and and we're looking at the lack of fluoride in city drinking water. A stunning revelation that came to light last week. David, the big question is, was the city informed that fluoride was not being added to drinking water? Well, we believe that uh, the city did notify um, people. The question is how and when they notified them. I mean, you can put things in fine print and you can probably put it somewhere on a document somewhere near the bottom. But that's not sufficient. We want to make sure that people are properly notified and engaged on something so important as the treatment of our water. Well, you're a councilman, have been for a while. Did you know that your drinking water no, didn't I, have fluoride? No, no, I didn't. So I could imagine that many people weren't aware of it. I found out about that through an article in the Buffalo News on the 17th where they um, stated that Buffalo ceased using fluoride. Immediately, um, folks began to call my office, and I sent uh, the chair of the Water Authority a letter from my office asking him that he come before the 
the Common Council's Committee on Community Development to discuss this. I mean, it seems like most of the council didn't know. And I think a lot of people are wondering, how's that possible? Who did know? Well, obviously, um, somebody in the water board knew about it. Um, the reasons for it is something we want to know. I mean, what? What? there's three questions I had immediately. The first one was, why uh, did they cease using it? Or if it was reduced over a period of time? Secondly, how did they engage the community? How did they inform the community? And when did they, when did they inform the community? And of course, finally, is what is the health impact on people, uh, especially children? Um, uh, the health impact on them from the lack of fluoride. Have you gotten any answers to those three questions? And specifically on the, you know, did they inform the community? Was that something that they included in, in uh, water bills that were sent out? It's possible that it was included in water bills. I think that, I think we have a responsibility to share information very clearly and openly with people uh, through different mediums, uh, bulletins, uh, newspaper hearings, just to let people know that this is happening and the reason why it's happening. If you don't do that, people are going to become alarmed, and that's what's going on right now. We're getting calls from parents of children and, and people who aren't parents who are concerned about this. And uh, we like for them to explain exactly how they came to that determination and, and what is the impact that it's going to have on, you know, how, is it going to, and this is, fluoride is there because it prevents tooth decay. And, you know, people are concerned for their children. It's been going on for so long and you know this is said to be due to infrastructure upgrades and then uh, something else has to be upgraded but I mean over the past basically a decade shouldn't something have been figured out by now? Well those are questions that we're going to ask there's a list of questions and those are some of the questions that we have for Mr. McFoy um, to try to get down to the bottom of this as far as, you know, why six years? Uh, according to the news article, they ceased putting fluoride in the water about six years ago. Um, did they do it um, gradually? Did they stop all of a sudden? What's the reason? Um, those those chemicals are added into the water um, for for reasons, I mean, whether it's, uh, deal with corrosion, deal with, uh, you know, fluoride, dealing with other chemicals that are in the water. We want to make sure we know what's being added into the water from the minute it goes into our intakes and it makes its way through the treatment process all the way to it gets to people's faucets. We want to know what's going on here. Um, and we want to hear the reasons for it. Um, so uh, we want to give them an opportunity to come in before the council and explain exactly the thought, the reasons behind this. And going forward, how do we notify people? I mean, is it sufficient just to put an ad, just to put a notice in a bill that people receive? And perhaps uh, people open up the bill or the homeowners open up the bills and look at the, the line where it says how much they owe and they write out a check and send it without reading the rest of it. So we want to make sure that people are properly informed um, and we make every effort to be open and transparent with them.
All right, so you're asking the uh, Water Board Director, McFoy, to appear next week. Is that next Tuesday? That's, that's next Tuesday, the 31st, uh, it, our Committee on Community Development. And if I can, David, what do you know about when the fluoride is going back in? Well, we don't know. We sent him this letter uh, the 18th. The article was the 17th. I sent the letter on the 18th. Um, we're waiting on his response to my letter. Uh, we had a caucus meeting Tuesday afternoon, and there were representatives from the water department. And that, at, that, uh, at that point, we asked them to come before the Common Council. We asked that uh, McFoy once again makes himself available to explain uh, the reasonings behind ceasing using water, uh, fluoride in our water. Um, so we're still waiting on a response from the chair of the board. Now, I don't know between that meeting and last night he could have responded. Uh, and like I said, I just we just need to have the information in front of us. Uh, I don't want to point fingers. There might be some, um, some reason, but right now I just find it difficult. Uh, and the fact that they're not communicating is concerning uh, because people are, are calling their council members and wanting to know answers to many of the questions that uh, we're talking about here today. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.